of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. I hope you're all doing well. Time is flying, but I'm sure happy to have so much new music to keep my spirits up in 2021. It seems like everyone is dropping a new single or a new record or EP, so it's excitement. <laughs> it's wonderful, and I'm glad to see the artists are active right now. And this week's guest is just another one of them. Uh, I'm joined this week by Ray Goldman, also known as Gold Woman. Ray is a songwriter who balances the personal and powerful with her strong songwriting. Her single Solstice just gorgeously captures the feelings of being in quarantine and kind of wondering what's next and what all we miss. This is definitely a song that's impact is relatable and is still something we'll be revisiting for years to come. Ray's newest single, Midwest Ghost, just adds to that perfect roster of songs that just travels beautifully through memories. Ray joined this week to share her songwriting style, her goals for her career as a musician, the stories behind her songs, and more. So with that, let's hear more music by Gold Woman and then hear from Ray herself. I know big dogs, I know big dogs, I know big dogs have feelings, I know big dogs, I know big dogs, they do. I know big dogs, I know big dogs, I know big dogs have feelings, I know big dogs have lots of feelings too, they do. Cause I know big dogs have feelings too. So loud. 
Welcome, Ray, to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How are things going? It's going well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be able to hang out with you, honestly. Like, I've been jamming to your music. It's so much fun, and I love the energy about it, especially with all these new singles you've been dropping. So congrats on that, by the way. It's really awesome to see new music coming out from you. Yeah, thank you. Um, Let's get into it. Tell me about how you kind of first began to play music and fall in love with it and wanting to write. Um, well, this goes way back to my childhood. Um, <laughs> my whole family is pretty musical. Um, nobody is a musician by profession, but uh, my mom plays the flute and my dad and brother play guitar. And so I was always around it growing up. Um, and my grandma used to be a music teacher before she retired. So kind of some of my first memories are her teaching me how to play like the ABC song, like on the piano. Um, so I kind of grew up just always around music and the very first time I was like put on a stage to like sing something was like my second grade talent show and I sang like where is love from Oliver and so many people were like oh my god like you're you can really sing and whatever and I was like I don't know I'm like seven like I don't really know <laughs> and but as I got older it's kind of like okay like this is a thing that I could do um, and I, I started taking like piano lessons and I played like clarinet for a little. Um, and as soon as I kind of decided that I wanted to play guitar, I was like, okay, like I want to be a rock star. Like this is it. So, oh, that's um, cool. yeah, yeah, definitely really big inspire inspiration from my, um, my brother and my dad, cause they both play guitar and I kind of just picked it up one day and was like, I want to teach myself and that's what I want to do. That's so. cool. What kind of music were you kind of being exposed to at that point? to want to pick up guitar. I mean, obviously seeing your dad and brother do it, that's definitely something that when you see something in front of you, you're like, yeah, I want to try that. But were they playing anything in particular that like caught your ear? Um, I grew up listening to a ton of the Beatles um, mm -hmm. and classic rock was big in my family. Um, like, um, I don't even know everything really but my parents also listened to a lot of folk music and I think my some of my first inspiration was like from folk music and more um acoustic-y guitar stuff my brother mainly plays classical guitar so oh. that didn't didn't um I didn't really know like oh what what's an electric guitar like what kind of music is that and I was kind of used to hearing um a little more chill stuff so I think that came later and initially it was more just like acoustic stuff that's interesting um, that's a really Classic, classical guitar can get a little bit challenging when especially whenever folks start to pick up some of the songs that have specific um like just approaches to like the chords as well as like sometimes you get into the speed sometimes of it too yeah. um did you feel like kind of getting that little bit of exposure to that helped you at all or was it the classic rock that really did it um I think that I'm really lucky in that I did take, I, my brother plays classical guitar, but I took classical music lessons as well. Oh, cool. Um, and in, 
in my childhood, I studied like, you know, classical clarinet and whatever. And I played classical upright bass for a while. And then in college, I studied classical voice. So I think that that influences my technique a lot. Um, and then the style comes more from like what I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think having that um, initial, you know, you don't have to be Mozart to know how to play music, but some some basis behind that uh it helps build confidence initially sure because you have something to practice off of and you have um the ability to kind of just sometimes the technique and the process that goes into like classical style music it really can help you whenever you're ready to kind of start stretching into the stuff that you really like yeah for sure definitely that's awesome um were there any artists that you were listening to that really just kind of started to shape how you wanted to make your sound ultimately develop? Um, I never really thought about it initially. And I, I think this is something I've talked about um, with a lot of people and they're like, oh, like, what does your music sound like? Like, what genre is it? Mm-hmm. And I really struggle to kind of define that um, because I did uh, grow up listening to a ton of different st- styles of music and I still mm-hmm. listen to a ton of different things. Um, but I think when I started to listen to, um, more like alt rock and like, um, indie stuff, that was kind of where I found my, um, what I really gravitated towards. Um, and then I think also it's, it's a, it's been a great time to kind of come of age in the music scene because, um, there's a lot of really powerful women artists out there. And that is kind of rather than like genre stylistically, it's like, I want to be a strong woman in the music field. Um which I think influences me more than, than style in a sense. That makes sense. Cause a lot of, I feel like the prominent women in music right now, a lot of them are kind of unhindered by genre. A lot of them are just kind of like doing whatever the hell they want. That feels good. Like, I feel like what comes to mind for me in that sense are people like Mitski, for example, who just like does whatever feels I right for Mitski. a song. So like, if yeah. anything, there are a lot of people like her right now who are kind of just saying, well, frick boundaries, I'm just going to do what I want. And if it sounds good and it feels right, I'm going to do that. And that's one of the things I love about her music. And even um, just artists in general are doing that. Like one of my favorite examples lately, of course, has been like Barty Strange with like, I'm going to just kind of do what feels right for this song and what feels right for this mood that I'm trying to convey. So really good examples out there for you in that sense, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I really like Mitski. Um, seeing her perform live was definitely like a formative experience for me, just kind of seeing her like not care that there was even an audience there and like just do her thing because it felt good, like you're saying, and it's what she wanted to do. I love that. Um, are there other artists that you feel like you kind of look to as like examples of like things that you want to strive for? Um, I definitely look to Haim as one of my, mm-hmm. my greatest, um, inspirations. When I first started playing guitar, I was like 13 and then Haim kind of came around, uh, when I was like 15, 16. Um, and they were one of the first concerts that my parents let me go to without one of them. Nice. Um, so that's definitely a big, big memory for me. And I just remember seeing them and I was like, this is so badass. Like they're just like completely shredding. Like, I didn't know, like I, I was allowed to do that Mm -hmm. and kind of, um, you know, the way they talk to the audience, the way they interact with each other, with their fans and whatever. I think that's just a huge inspiration because they're kind of out there just like, you know, like you're saying, like doing what feels good. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I'm glad that you had that experience with time because I think that's so important for a lot of young artists to really just like find who it is that inspires them who kind of gives them kind of that moment of I don't have to be chained to this particular idea of how to be an artist or how to perform or how to write and stuff so that's an awesome experience to have especially as a teenager yeah for sure I was really lucky in that and then I think continuously with them seeing how their music has evolved and Mm -hmm. and how they're exploring style and and all sorts of collaborations with other artists and whatnot. Like they did like a song with Taylor Swift, which is really cool. Um, And like, just seeing that they're not, they're not tied down to anything really. That's so cool. Um, So tell me about how you started to kind of write as Gold Woman. What kind of drove you to kind of create that project? Um, I had always been, not always, I'd been writing music in general since I was probably, since I picked up the guitar, that was when I started like writing stuff, um, Mm -hmm. and really like writing it down. I'm sure like, um, 
I'm probably made up songs earlier than that, but that's when I really considered the start of my writing. And um, I have always been someone who's definitely uh, very creative and like very in, in tune with my emotions. And um, once I discovered like, oh, like writing is such a good outlet for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I can kind of say whatever I want and let out whatever feelings I need to in a song. And like, especially during those like formative teenage years mm-hmm. um, when things are like a little wild, like high school, college, all that time. Um, that is definitely when I kind of uh, settled into writing. And and as I got to the um, end of college, the summer before my senior year, I was like, you know, I, I have all these songs, like, why don't I record something? So I kind of, um, and I'd been playing some like basement shows and and little like a festival at school and whatnot in college. And I'd been playing as Gold Woman. Um, and I was like, okay, it's time to like release a project. And so that was when I was like, okay, like this is real. Um, and this is like the start of the Gold Woman journey. That's interesting to me. And you also have this ability to kind of take really personal experiences, of course, make them universal, but the way that you tell them it through your music is just so interesting to me because it feels very, um, personal and magical at the same time. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Cause I feel like sometimes I'm stepping into like scenes of like television or movies or something where it just feels, it has almost this like cinematic quality to it in a way. Um, yeah. is that something you intentionally go for? Or is that just like a byproduct of you being creative? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think the intent is just to tell an honest story exactly how it is and not, not sugarcoat anything, not like change anything. Um, and I think then the byproduct of that becomes something that people can relate to and people can kind of, um, set their own scene to. Mm -hmm. Um, and even though some of my songs are very specific, like there's, there's emotions in there, there's lyrics, there's lines that can be applied to a, a wide range of things. Um, so I think the intention is not to like create magic. Like I think it's, it's, if it was, I don't think it would work as well. Sure. Um, I think the intention is just really, um, I'm not afraid to write exactly what I want to write and how exactly how I feel. And I don't really like censor myself, mm-hmm. um, for the, like, I'm not like trying to do something for the audience. It's like kind of just whatever I need to get out is what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, it definitely works in so many different ways. And through all these different singles that you've particularly re- released over like the last year and such, 100%, that's definitely the case that it does feel that right level of personal because it's stuff that a lot of us are experiencing. And sometimes it's stuff you don't realize that you're experiencing, but some of it's also just like absolutely um, just universal. And I felt that for sure with like Solstice, that yeah. song is definitely one that just feels very um, much like processing, right? And I loved in particular that line of like, I hope the world grows because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something that a lot of us, I think are trying to latch onto in this very, it's always been turbulent, but it's extremely turbulent right now kind of time that we're within. Um, And I love so much what this song kind of is saying ultimately about, hoping that things change ultimately and stuff. Can you talk a little bit about that song and what it means to you? That song was something that happened. It's one of the most organic songs I've ever written. Um, And I think that is because of like the times we were living in. I wrote it um, pretty early in in all of this pandemic craziness. Mm -hmm. And I just, I was feeling very stuck. And I think um, I, it was something that, uh, me and it's a collaboration with Strawberry Mountain, um, who's actually my roommate. Um, so we were able to collaborate on that together and, and kind of, um, make it happen very quickly because we were like, we have these emotions, like it needs to just, this, this story needs to be told. And I think something that's, um, funny about it actually is that at the time we were like, oh my gosh, like it's taking too long. Like by the time we release this, it won't be relevant anymore. Like the pandemic's <laughs> going to be over and like all these hopeful thoughts. And it's like, nope, still relevant. Like it's going to last a while. So I think that actually turned out, like I do think we released it at the right time, but I also think like it, those emotions and those, um, the story that it's telling is, is still relevant. And that's a little bittersweet, but you know, that's okay. It's the world we're living in. 
No kidding. And it's like, I think that some parts of the song are going to feel a little bit now more so like a mantra as we kind of keep going through a lot of this prolonged time that we have to spend apart and kind of have to confront so many strange things, whether it's, you know, the pandemic itself, um, social injustice, all of it. It feels like at least there's something to kind of get us through that now. That's what I felt like whenever I really unpacked that song ultimately, where I'm like, this is something I can hold on to and know that like, this is a universal experience. And, you know, it's, it's that mantra, like I said, that'll just kind of keep us going. Yeah. I think part of that song was uh, less so writing for an audience and more so like, what do I need to hear right now to get myself through? Yeah. I can feel that. And the the beauty of it is, is it's something that I think will help a lot of folks get through. That's for sure. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really just love all the music that you've progressively been releasing. Like at, earlier in the year, you released like Backburner. And that was the one where I realized this song is something that really does feel like it could be the beautiful backing of like a story ultimately that you're really mm-hmm. telling like the whole year with you're with her and I'm with me it to me it felt like the perfect movie soundtrack and I think that's why <laughs> like that I, I had that like magical cinematic moment listening to your music um it's it's really great storytelling you have within that one and so many other of your songs too even when I go back to your EP it's the same feeling um can you talk about that song and what that experience was like for you to put it together yeah, that song was kind of the, um, I don't want to say like a new gold woman, but after the EP, it was kind of, it, I, I, it was the first thing I released and and I wanted it to be, um, you know, in line with the music I, I would be releasing in the future and, and have mm-hmm. some, um, you know, new aspects and, and it, it definitely has a different sound than my first EP. Mm-hmm. Um, and that song, uh, it was also a song that came really naturally to write. Um, clearly I was, uh, I was going through it at the time. And, um, you know, I went through, I had a really, uh, one really turbulent relationship in college. And I think, um, it took me, you know, I think that song was released in early 2020 and, and I graduated in, um, mid 2019. So it took me, uh, like a year or so to really process that and put it into a song and, and kind of get it to the sound that I wanted. And I think, um, something for me with that song that that was really important was like okay like this is kind of a sad story but I also want it to be a bop mm-hmm. like I want people to feel like you know um, not that it's fun but it's like you can listen to something and have it be um, upbeat and at the mm-hmm. same time it can help you get out those negative emotions um, and so that was kind of what I was trying to do with that track it's definitely an interesting song because um, I was pre-pandemic um, in those couple months. I was playing it live all the time. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was a song that was developed and refined pretty much through live performance um, before we recorded it, which is a really cool process to go through. And I definitely, I miss that process a lot these days. Yeah, because you kind of get that feedback and you can kind of like, you know, sometimes hear it back yourself, the way it's being received as well as like, um, Sometimes whenever you practice anything, you kind of start to figure out, oh, this is the area that I could tweak a little bit, make that a little bit louder, or um, maybe it needs this element to it, the sound that kind of boosts this area or whatever. And when you hear it back, it, it definitely probably helps you in that sense of being able to shape it exactly to how you really envision that song to be. Yeah, for sure. I definitely, um, you know, I think that song, uh, it showed me that, um, how much this, that story could resonate with people. When I played it live, it definitely got a really good response, which I don't know if I wasn't expecting, or I just was like, I thought this was a, you know, um, not as universal as an experience as it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of me and my, my little tunnel vision, like this is my story. This is my song. But then seeing how it relates to so many people was really cool. Um, and kind of, um, made me want to make it, um, that much better, you know, on the recording. Yeah. Cause at that point you kind of have almost, for lack of a better word, validation in your experience yeah, exactly. in that sense. And like also, um, you know how important it is to others going forward at that point. And you're like, right. okay, now I really got to shape this into something that's going to mean something. And I, I absolutely think that it does. Um, I just, I, I do love that you kind of have this more upbeat energy behind it and stuff because 
it's, it's so much about this heartache, but at the same time, it kind of gives that step up kind of feeling of, okay, yes, I'm hurting, but how do I move through this? How do I, how do I start to build up that catalyst to where I can heal? And I think that's the great thing about balancing like sad, sad feelings with like that upbeat energy. It's just really interesting to me because I'm like, oh, cool. I can, I, it makes it feel like it's possible to get out of that sad feeling. Right. Like I think for me, um, one of my, uh, biggest inspirations with like that type of, um, not just sad music, but that, that really deep emotional music is like Phoebe Bridgers is a huge inspiration to me in that yeah. sense. And I think something that, uh, really resonated with me is, is her song motion sickness. Like it's upbeat. You kind of want to dance to it. And then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, Oh, like this is really heartbreaking. And I think that with Backburn, I was, I was trying to produce something with that same kind of um, uh, comparison between mm-hmm. an upbeat song and, and maybe a, a more down feeling. Well, you did that very well with that song for sure. Thank I was, you. I appreciate it. I had it. that I'm one on like repeat. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. Yeah. It's, it's one of my favorites uh, to, that I've written and I, I, I miss it playing it live so bad. That was one of my yeah. favorite things to perform. I I can totally see that. Honestly, Um, you mentioned earlier about how that was kind of like one of your songs that started to kind of be different from your first release, like Second Nature, that EP. Um, What were some things that you felt like you were doing different and maybe how have you developed between Second Nature releasing in 2018 to even the songs that you're kind of releasing now? Second Nature was essentially... um, the way we wrote it, the way I wrote it was completely, um, you know, kind of insular and looking inward and, and just really, um, at, at its simplest, exactly how I was feeling exactly like what I wanted and not, not, um, not refined in any way. And then we got in the studio and we just, um, those recordings are, mostly live just the live band we got together we jammed we figured it out and we recorded them mm-hmm. and I think that that is what makes it um even more emotional is that it's, it's very raw and there's not a lot of production and and it's um you know it, like I said it's not really refined at all um and so it kind of the same emotions and and the same energy of playing it live is 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 pretty evident on there and I think with the new stuff um, because we're in a completely different age with no gigging and, and it's very different and it, it was harder to navigate at first. And, um, so I, I think that really shows in the music and it shows like, instead of spending more time playing it live and figuring it out that way, I'm now spending more time like by myself in the studio, like, and trying out new production techniques and whatnot. And, and I think that it, it is more so, um, I'm more so able to take the time and kind of look outward as well as look inward and say, how will this affect people? Like, you know, what, what else is out there? And, and not that I, you know, care so much about what people think I'm still writing what I want to write and saying it, how I want to say it, but just sort of, um, as I grow as an artist, it is important to, um, you know, keep in mind, what's popular right now? What are people doing? What, what are new techniques in music? You know, Mm -hmm. what are people listening to? What, what kind of beats and stuff and, and really, um, use that inspiration to kind of transform my own sound. Yeah. Cause you're kind of challenging yourself to kind of grow and develop in that way then of like, um, then you might end up finding that you love whatever different style is being explored right now, or something that helps you express something that you have in you. And you were like, I didn't know how to express that before, but now you do, because there's something else out there that kind of helps with carrying that feeling, you know, for sure. I think when I, when I wrote most of the songs on um, second nature and when I recorded them, I was kind of coming from this place. It's like, I only want to release something. That's something that I could replicate exactly how it is on the record live with Ah. all the same instruments and all the same, whatever. And I think that was, um, you know, it, it, what's the word? it kept me kind of in a, in a little bit of a box, mm-hmm. um, as far as, as far as writing and recording. And, and I'm, I'm very happy with that whole EP and I'm really proud of that work. And at the same time, I'm like, I want to spread out. I want to mm-hmm. explore more things. Like, 
Um, and you know what? It's never going to be exactly the same live as it is on the record. And that's kind of the beauty and the magic of it. Yeah, because it gives you separate experiences, but also if there is something that you add to your music that you didn't add before, maybe that becomes a new element of your live performance where it's like, right. oh, I can bring in this new like synth or I can bring in like maybe another guitar or this different drum or whatever. And it becomes like a new addition to your live experience. It gives like even listeners the, the opportunity to guess what you're going to bring next kind of thing too. Right. And I think my upbringing with music was always very organic. So I think as I got into more mainstream and pop music, I was like, oh, like that is not made by like a real piano. Like that's a synth and whatever. And I think that um, definitely my eyes were starting to be open to that in my uh, late teens and early twenties. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love music for that. <laughs> Always showing us something sure. new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, speaking of new um, Midwest ghost is out at the time of this episode dropping, which is really exciting. I love everything that you put into the song. It felt like so much of a journey through memory and just experience. Can you talk about the song and what it was like for you to put this new one together? Uh, I am really, really uh, excited for this song and I'm, I'm really happy that it is out in the world. Um, I think it's, you know, it's kind of the ultimate right person, wrong time situation. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's very raw, very honest, but um, I think that it also, in in the way that a lot of my stuff does it feels kind of fun like it's mm -hmm. upbeat like whatever and then you listen to it you're like oh like she's sad but at the same <laughs> time um you know you're kind of grooving and um I really like uh this track I I did a lot of collaboration with um some of my friends who are musicians my friend um Alec uh who's in a band called Stage Wombat Collective he plays all the the piano on it and it's a really intricate piano part and that is kind of the driving force behind the whole song which I really like um and then one of my friends Emma did did drums on it and I think that really brings a new aspect and it was kind of after big dogs um I was definitely really happy with that sort of instrumentation and I wanted to play around with it further um and kind of the idea of a rock song that's driven by piano rather than guitar yeah that's interesting because I did love the piano throughout and it felt like so much of it just felt lively because of that. And yeah. it was that upbeat juxtaposed with like, oh my gosh, this is heartbreaking. The whole like right person, wrong time. And so many of us have gone through that where yeah. things just don't quite line up and that's okay. But like, you know, processing that is difficult, but when you have something that gives this energy to it. It makes that processing a little bit less like heavy, you know, it, at least for us as listeners. So that was like gorgeous storytelling in that sense. And it felt like you kind of took us on like an emotional journey that, and shared that part of yourself there with that song. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I tried to definitely, um, like from, from the very first lyric where it says, you know, I don't want to be another little ghost from your past and then kind of developing all the way and that kind of longing and yearning and then developing all the way through the end where it's like, it doesn't matter if I figure it out or if I like know what it's about or whatever. Um, and that is kind of, you know, what actually, what I actually experienced mm -hmm. in, in my life with that situation and what I went through. And I'm really glad that I could find a way to um, make it come through in the song. 100%. Yeah. Cause sometimes, sometimes it's the journey, you know, yeah. and that was, that was just a fantastic song to really just capture that feeling. And so I'm really excited to kind of see that continue to permeate folks ears. Cause it's a great song. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I really hope a lot of people resonate with it from the, uh, little, um, clips that I had released on Instagram, like prior, mm -hmm. I've already gotten some, I'd already gotten some good feedback from that. So I'm looking, really looking forward to seeing what people have to say about it now. That's exciting. What was it like for you to kind of start to tease out the single in that way? Um, super, super exciting. First of all, because the artwork for it is one of my favorite pieces of cover art that I've ever mm -hmm. had for any of my songs. Um, a great artist named Matt McDowell did it. Um, he also did the Big Dogs cover. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that cover really just captures kind of the whimsical nature of the song um, in a way that also leaves it a little bit mysterious. Like you don't really know what it's going to be about, but you're like, 
okay, like it seems fun-ish. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of listen to it and you get a, you get a much deeper experience. Um, so being able to see, you know, people first drawn to it on socials by seeing that artwork uh, is really cool. And then, you know, teasing different sections of the song mm-hmm. um, definitely is always exciting because, you know, in one post I tease the, the very beginning and then in the other post I tease the very end. And it's like, I get different reactions from people. Um, and those are the two opposite ends of the story too, which is really interesting. Oh, I love that. Do you think you're going to take that kind of approach for sharing new music again? Cause that's so much fun. I love those kind of like puzzles right before song drops or before record drops. Yeah, I definitely think I will. Um, I'm definitely the type of person who's like dying to tease my music. I'm like, I cannot wait till it drops. I just want to share this so bad. So I'm, (laughs) I'm always in the camp of like, can I like just drop like a little 30 second teaser of it? (laughs) to see like what people think and whatever and I mean it is um it does help build that that anticipation for it which is also really fun as an artist to know that people are looking forward to something that you're putting out that's true because it's like you get the hype you also get to scratch your own itch where you're ready to kind of start to share pieces of it if not the whole thing so that's awesome (laughs) yeah I'm definitely someone who's like I have to be careful because there is a world where I would totally leak my entire discography (laughs) because it's like you know I think this is awesome I love to listen to it like yeah right you Um, want that feedback uh, (laughs) yeah yeah I mean but also it's like you know uh when when I have songs and I know they resonate with people it's like well I'm obviously like hoping that these new songs will resonate with them too and it's just that is one of the greatest feelings and so gratifying and it's it's like well I just want to share it and, and see what happens right well, kind of in that similar vein, like what is something you really want folks to get out of listening to not just Midwest Ghost, but like your music in general, maybe like I know resonating is something you just mentioned, but I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess I guess I will say there there is an album that will be out this year mm-hmm. at some point, which is exciting. Um, and and we're, we're working on a big release for that. And I think so in general, when uh when people hear the album and and all the music together, um, you know, my hope is that people can relate their own experiences to it. And, and it's a cathartic experience. You know, it was a very cathartic experience for me to write and record it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it still is, is, is a emotional cathartic experience for me to listen to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and all I can hope for people is that, you know, on the one hand, everyone's just like, I want people to enjoy my music, but on the other hand, it's like, if somebody can, learn something about themselves if somebody can can uncover um something they've been holding on to or something like not that I'm like a therapist or anything but <laughs> if I can if if my music can like invoke these feelings in people um yeah. that that is just something super powerful um that would be awesome yeah definitely sometimes it's music can be that kind of form of therapy where it's like you find that thing you connect to and it becomes that much easier to process or understand whatever the hell's going on you know for sure yeah I've definitely had my um fair share of like mental health struggles and whatnot Mm -hmm. and I think music has been kind of a constant for me in that and that's definitely um the first EP definitely came out of like a really turbulent mental health time for me and releasing that was kind of the bookend on that kind of um starting a new chapter with myself and healing that's really awesome. And that's a really important experience for you to have. Ultimately, we yeah. just get to have kind of the, the next, the way you want to kind of share that story and the way that you want to share anything about yourself through your music. So it's really special that you do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. Well, kind of on a very similar note there, um, what's maybe something you want people to know about you as gold woman? Oh, that's a good question. Um, hmm. I mean, I guess uh, something that you wouldn't know about me through my music, but that that I think is an important part of me is like, you know, my music is is moody and whatever, but I think, um, and there's a great Phoebe Bridgers quote about this too. Like I said, she's a huge inspiration to me. It's like, you know, just because I write sad music, like doesn't mean I'm a sad person. Yeah. And like, you know, I am multidimensional. And I think that hopefully this, um, the the LP when it comes out um, later this year will kind of display some different aspects of me, which I'm really looking forward to. 
Um, yeah. Cause I think that a lot of the time, especially with the first DP, it's like, Oh, like there's a lot of big emotions on this. And like, she's mm-hmm. very emotional and like, you know, it's, it's a little intense. And I think that, um, yes, that is true, but like, there's more there too. Well, I'm excited to be able to explore more of that, especially when that record drops. Cause I feel like you have so much of your music that feels so both personal and complex and just fascinating. So that's going to be a really fun journey for me and so many other people whenever that record drops. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I can't say too much about it yet, but, uh, soon. Oh, that's exciting. Um, so I know you mentioned, of course, this record later this year, but like, what are some things you're kind of hoping to accomplish as a musician over the next year or so? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think, first of all, looking back at this past year, everything about the music industry, everything about making music has been different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think going forward into this new year, I want to, um, you know, and I, and I think in this past year, I've grown um, with those changes and, and adapted to that. And I think in this upcoming year, it's going to continually be this, this kind of evolving um, time for musicians still um, as, you know, maybe gigging opens up again maybe it doesn't like maybe venues do maybe they don't and you know it's kind of unpredictable and I think that as an artist my really my main goal is just to keep a constant stream of of producing and and new work and um continuing to create despite what changes are happening otherwise that's awesome well everything that you've released over the last year or so is just incredible and I'm excited to see what you continue to do whether it's under circumstances of shows or no shows (laughs) because the the creativity you have is just amazing thank you absolutely um we'll definitely have to sync up again maybe when your record drops too because I'd love to be able to dig through all that (laughs) oh for sure yeah I'd love to um so I always like to ask folks if you could play a show with any three bands or artists that can be currently active or you can bring them back from the dead who would it be? Ooh. Or I can bring them back from the dead. Wow. Okay. I think, you know, this, this might seem like it's coming out of the blue, but Nina Simone is somebody who's like, Ah. you watch, you watch videos of her performing live and she is like shredding on the keys. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a huge inspiration to me. And I think, um, she's also someone who was kind of like not afraid to say exactly what was on her mind and get her emotions out through music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talked about Haim before they definitely be, be there. Um, and who else? Maybe Carol King. I'm really inspired Ooh. by her, her songwriting as well. And kind of, um, she's kind of a trailblazer for women in music. I love your list. This is fantastic. You never know where life's going to take you. So it'd be really cool if you got to play with like Haim or Carol King and stuff. That sounds yeah. like so much fun. <laughs> be kind of a weird group to put together, I'm realizing now, but like be awesome regardless. It's your gig. You get to do whatever you like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I hope you get these kind of awesome opportunities throughout your time as a musician because um, the music you're writing is really fun also while being so important. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, where can everybody keep up with you on the internet and grab all your music? Um, I'm pretty active on all socials. Um, my Instagram and my Twitter, um, I tweet a lot of random things that aren't about music, but also about my music. Um, but I'm my, most of my updates about music are on my Instagram and my, uh, uh, my, uh, handle on those is at our gold woman, the letter R and then gold woman. Um, and then I've also been on TikTok lately. Oh, fun. Um, also under the handle, our gold woman. And I, I, I had been avoiding it for a long time. I was like, ah, like TikTok, whatever, but it's actually really fun. And there's a huge community of indie artists on there Mm -hmm. and it's a good place, great place to connect with, um, other musicians. Um, I've Bandcamp. it's goldwoman.bandcamp.com. Um, we just released, um, uh, whatchamacallit, bandanas with the Midwest Ghost art on them and you can grab them there. Um, yeah. And then my website is raygoldwoman.com, R-A-E goldwoman.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Ray. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
for joining this week and talking in so much detail about each of her songs be sure to stream midwest ghost and follow gold woman everywhere that's it for this week but you can always keep up with angry girl music at the indie rock persuasion online find episodes links articles and more at angrygirlmusic.com get in touch with me through email at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com or on twitter and instagram at at angrygirlmusic if you're interested in being a guest on the pod, reach out and let's chat about what you're working on. Pledge your support for Angry Girl Music and the New Rock Persuasion on Patreon at patreon.com slash angrygirlmusic. Special thanks to our monthly patrons Molly O'Malley, Kendra Mula, Carly Commando, John Kitsy Kitz Miller, Henderson Cole, and Erica Fries. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay angry and tell your story. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.